Welcome to my Bewitching Podcast, where I take you on a journey to initiate you into the mysteries and pleasures of all things magical and more. I'm Julie Nelson, Rich Witch, botanical perfumer, astrologer, and creator of the Fragrant Oracle. I'll discuss a myriad of topics passionately on women rising unapologetically, witchcraft, including spells, rituals, insightful astrology updates, and oracle card readings. I'll also introduce you to special guests who share their bountiful knowledge and experience in the art of witchcraft, the intuitive and healing arts, and being wildly unapologetic. Hey everybody, it's Rich Witch, Julie Nelson here, and today I have a very special guest, Vanessa Talbot. We've known each other for quite a few years. She's coached me, we've done lots of work together, and I love what she brings into her business and we're going to be playing with tarot so allow me to introduce you to Vanessa and we'll move on from there I'm actually going to let Vanessa introduce herself so over to you Vanessa hello Julie and thanks for having me cool it's exciting cool, to cool, introduce myself I really simply I call myself the goddess of radiance and influence for coaches and change makers because what I love to do is allow and bring other people with their business especially when they're coaches and change makers as yourself you are a, a bona fide change maker Julie mm. um, it's people like you that I love to raise up and make sure that their light their glow is out there and bringing people into them. So it's very much the base of client attraction. So we're bringing people to us rather than having to chase, chase, chase. And in that, because I've worked with tarot and mystical stuff pretty much all my life, mm. um, I was the kid that was into the ghosts while everyone else was into a show that'd be similar to Home and Away. I was like <laughs> watching all the scary movies. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. One. <laughs> and and so I started doing traditional sort of, you know, uh, business coaching for coaches, which I love, you know, making sure that they, um, you know, have beautiful businesses doing what they love, but also bringing in an abundance for themselves and yeah. not running themselves to the ground. But what I discovered was that I was really wanting to incorporate my mystical self into that. Mm. And I've worked with tarot ever since I was about, I think I got my first deck which I actually have with me today mm. is the one I still use at around 18 years of age. Yeah. So cool. that's close on 40 years that I've been working with the tarot. So I started bringing that into my business some years ago and, um, and then, yeah, worked out how to use the tarot, not for love relationships and all that sort of stuff where I would be asked to read as a, yeah. you know, as a tarot reader and as a psychic. I bring that into working with businesses and the amount of information that we can get around our businesses, around our purpose, our mission, what we're doing in the world through the tarot is just incredible. Like I just think it's a direct line to the divine that comes through in these cards and these pictures that gives us insights into our work as coaches and change makers in our businesses that perhaps we wouldn't normally pick up on. Um, perhaps even it helps me as a business coach for working with people as well yep. because I really like to work with that mystical divine side to help us out as we're doing as um, our bigger heart work. Yeah, I think it's actually really important. There's nothing separated in my personal opinion and I love tarot I dabble with it but I'm by no means a reader like you and I've studied it several times and it's something that I am delving back into because I've kind of had this line where I focused on the aromatherapy 
then it was the astrology and I'm so hooked into the astrology it's so fucking powerful it blows me away and then bringing the tarot into Mm. that and I've had the wheel of the year done with you with the tarot and it's fantastic and I've still got it and I look through it and I'm going yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's when we have that knowledge and awareness, we're able to flow rather than wondering what the is going on and with so and resisting so we can flow and it gives us information on how we can move forward. And it is about awareness and there is magic in it. The energy, you know, I, I say it all the time. What we speak, we create. And with the tarot, the tarot cards always come up um, with what we need right now. So you're um, going to do a reading for us, aren't you? I will. I will do a reading for the podcast. <laughs> yes. And so, so I thought we could. Oh, go, go. Yeah, ask away. Uh, I was yeah, just going to say that. We've got a lag, I think. It's all good. What I was going to say is, is there, um, or maybe after the reading, we can look at any tips or um, insights, probably after the reading, that you can share with us? Yeah. So when I work with tarot for businesses, um, there's a few different things that I work with. I mean, the tarot, you know how the tarot is broken down to your major and your minor? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people look at the tarot and go, and I think people find tarot difficult because I, I think they think, you know, unlike Oracle cards, we don't, you, you can just read the message and you're good. Yep. Um, yep. But with tarot, of course, there's a lot more going on. There's symbolism, there's all these different cards. And, you know, if you don't want to have the guidebook next to you all the time, which I really do suggest throw the guidebook away. Yep. Um, the thing about the tarot, people get a bit, uh, I suppose, not scared, but I think they think it's it, it's too much to remember. And they don't have to remember every word no. that's written in the book. And that's what I've learned. I did a course with you. I did one 27 years ago. I dabble with it. Um, is that looking at the key words and trusting your own intuition. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, as I said, there's major, there's minor, mm. and throw your guidebook away. So this is just tips for anyone who is looking at tarot, and I will do a, a quick reading on the podcast as well in a sec. But when we have it, like you're looking at the major arcana, which has got a lot of your archetypes in it. So anyone who understands the arch- archetypes, you know, empress. Mm. When you think of empress, what do you think? Oh, for me, I think ruler of the world. <laughs> I'm an empress. <laughs> she's she's you know the feminine. She's it's in her own power. She's leadership. That's what I I. Yeah, feel. So, so when you get your empress, you know, rather than having to bring out your card, you know, your guidebook and read what it means, like just tap into the archetype energy of the empress and the position that it is in the card reading, and mm. you will get a real good intuitive feel then to what we're actually talking about the fool what do you think when you think of a fool because that's another archetype in the tarot in the major um one so if we look at our fool archetype what do you think well i always think he's a little bit cocky but also willing to take risks (laughs) exactly so our fool is on the start of his journey and he's off he's got to jump off the cliff so to speak and see where he lands he's got to take some risks he's got to venture out on, on the journey so as soon as you know these archetypes, it just makes it so much easier for reading the tarot. So, of course, we bring those archetypes into a business reading and mm. that takes care of the majors. You know, there's heaps of archetypes in there. And then we've got our minor archetypes, I mean our minor arcana, and what you'll love about this, Julie, is it's divided into the four elements. Yes. So, yes, of course it's cups. Of course it's wands. Of course it's um, the coins or pentacles. And the last one, of course, is the swords. But when you bring that down, and that's how people remember them, but one of the most easiest ways to know the tarot is cups is associated with 
water. Yeah. The wands is fire. Mm. The pentacles slash coins is earth. And the swords, of course, leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when you do spiritual work, you know, and, you know, you've got witches listening. This is a rich witch podcast. So all you have to do is not worry about oh, swords. What does that mean? But tap into that element. So when you know sword means air, you tap into that element of air or you tap into that element of earth. And hence, you can still throw your guidebook away because you're working with that. I love that. Yeah, and absolutely. And I love working with the elements. So it's really easy. I'll just share one thing that, my God, I always get wands and swords. Like I always see wand as air and sword is fire. And I always get them back to front because that's, how I see them um because I don't know what to say to that one (laughs) no I know but it's maybe it's my magical fantasy thing because I see wand as being the communicator and the you know it's putting something out there you're conjuring something and so that's all about communication whereas the sword I know it cuts the air but it's like that warrior fire energy and so I've really, that's where I get tripped up and I've really got to think about that when I um, dabble when with you, those. When you dabble with the tarot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you know your elements, your tarot becomes easy. You mm. understand archetypes, you know, the tarot yes. becomes easy. And the last one, of course, that's associated with the tarot is numerology. Yes. Ten mm. in your minor. So once you know the basis of, you know, if you think about a one, what's happening to one? Beginning. It's the beginnings. That's right. Beginning. Yeah. So when you understand a base knowledge of numerology as well, you can then read the tarot and you don't have to learn, you know, people think, oh, my God, there's so many cards here. How am I going to remember them all? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. All you have to do is remember you just some knowledge of archetypes or the feeling you get about an archetype the elements and most witches really know those elements and they know oh, absolutely so yeah. they'll get the feeling for that and then of course a bit of knowledge about numerology and then you can put it all together and you will understand tarot so yeah. some people's make it so difficult but it really is just that 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 understanding of what you're working with so I always think tarot is actually easy um but that's yeah. how I work with it yeah and I think people get too much in their head and Absolutely. they need to like just come down and yeah. ground and like, you know, their logic is going, I've got to remember all of this, but it's not, it's trusting when you tap in to yourself, your, your higher self, your intuition, your heart, your gut, whatever it is for you, the words come I know I see the words floating around. Sometimes I get too many messages and and then you've got to cipher through and choose, you know. Um, And and I think that's really important is really learning to trust what comes to you. Yeah. And what's so funny, you know, is a lot of tarot card readers, you know, they just kind of think that it's only stuck, you know, that they kind of get stuck in reading for love and you know, that sort of stuff all the time. What they don't realise is that there is big money. So if there's tarot card readers out there listening or want to be tarot readers and you're learning it and you want to make money from it as a professional reader, business and big business people will pay quite a bit of money for someone who can help them with their businesses through their gifts with the tarot. Absolutely. And I know... Yeah, I know people don't often think of that. Oh, you know, businesses is a really traditional things and they wouldn't go for this stuff. You'd be very surprised. I know some um, psychics and tarot readers that might get five grand, for example, uh, to go in and help a business and they might only be in there for half an hour for an hour at five grand. This is just a figure I know that I know of someone who does it for five grand. And their justification and the reason the businesses pay 
is because if they can increase their profit by a million dollars or more, what's five grand? Oh, exactly. And it's the same with um, astrology. And honestly, not to offend anybody, but really, like, I can't be bothered with all <laughs> Give me a reading. Who am I going to meet? Is my man going to come back? I know that might offend somebody. Why I got out of it. Not my intention. <laughs> I know, but it's so much deeper and far more valuable, you know. I know. If you want to meet place. a man, just go and put yourself out there. Or if you want to meet a partner, <laughs> just go and put yourself out there. If you've broken up or he's met somebody else, let him go. Open the doors for the new to come in. Like, let's yeah, it more seriously and to our advantage. Yeah, I don't do those readings anymore. I now only no, strictly read for people who are on mission. So, you know, people who are who are out there to change and transform because I see myself as, as, as you know, the person behind them that lifts them up so make sure that they develop their radiance and their influence so they can actually get out there. But, yeah, I got, got um, very uninterested in reading for that type of stuff very, very quickly in my early days when I was in my very early 20s and I used to read. Yep. I won't do it. Not yeah, even with I, astrology. It's like, what's happening in my relationships? And it's like, well, not much. But anyway. <laughs> will he marry me and how many kids will we have? Oh, my God. Sorry, people. <laughs> but, you know, really, come on. Let's let's open ourselves up and evolve and step up and be responsible. It's, um, it is interesting, though. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought, but it was about... Oh, it'll come back, no doubt. It's all good. Let's carry on. If you want me now to do, so now that I've given a little bit of understanding of what we're looking at, when you yeah. know, the elements and, and numerology and archetypes, shall we have a look? And it's not for you, Julie, it's for the podcast. So we're yeah, literally right. going to read for the pon podcast as a entity as such. Better be um, bloody good. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to get. Oh, let's see. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, so has to happen? Yeah, I mean, I did nothing beforehand to see. I just thought, oh, we'll just pull these out and have a look on the podcast. It's fun. Uh, to see what is there. So what I want you to do, Julie, while I'm tuning in, mm -hmm. it, is I'd like you just to, to focus on the podcast. You know, just keep your focus and uh, mind around the podcast and just, just any of the thoughts or anything like that that are coming and going or sticking <laughs> dreams challenges you name it, it the energy that you're feeling everything that's in there just let it all rumble away in there do what you want with it and mm -hmm. my end should then be picking up some of that so we'll have a few quiet moments but we've got a few cards coming out mm. we have our cards it's, it's it's important with uh, tarot to realize that it it works on energy, so it's almost like that. You know, the universe, like what's going on, it picks it up and it reads it for you. The thing about the tarot is that it's always right, but our interpretations of it are not always correct. <laughs> That's the thing, and and the same with astrology. And I think of it as like. A map and again it can open you up to possibilities and opportunities and it's how we choose to read it or see it or receive it exactly is, yeah very yeah. important to understand and, it, and it's also important to understand with the tarot it's about the energies around it it's not really a future forecaster but it it, it allows you to see what the energies are, what's building, what's disappearing. And when you know what you're working with, you you know, if something's going away you don't like, you can actually change it. The tarot makes you aware of the current energies, but it is you, you, you know, you as, you know, as I'll say it, we're, we're sorceresses of our own destiny is I one of my favourite sayings. And we don't have to sit there and sort of say, oh, that's what it is. You know, no, it's what it is at this moment. It's what's building. If you don't like it, change it to how you want it. 
Yes, use it as an opportunity to to learn and grow, to up-level. It's like the transits. Um, It's not set in stone. It's giving you the information. And then for me, I think of it as like, okay, if it's something I might go, hmm, that's going to be a tough one. So then I'll reflect and go, okay, so that means this is how I can work with this energy. Mm, Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to us. It's up to us. Yeah, if we see, um, you know, business might be flat for a while, not in your reading, I'll have a look at that in a minute, but say, for example, I say things are going to be a bit challenging, they're going to be a bit flat, then as a business coach, I would be looking with that client and their business saying, okay, we're going to have some flat energy, How? what are we going to use that energy for? Or how are we going to work within that time frame where that energy is going to exist? So if you are going to be feeling flat, how can we raise your energy during that time? So there's, and also, you know, how can you work within the business? What can we be doing in that period? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really, really, really useful information to know what you've got to work with. Absolutely. I, I just love all of these because how I see it, like whenever, you know, I've done, you know, like you teach tarot sometimes for business and I've done other courses many years ago. And I get excited because I can always see either an essential oil or an astrology sign or or planet and it's like, yes, you know, and an archetype because they all merge with each other and we can support each of these magical tools and divinations with everything else. Yeah. It's powerful, powerful. Let's have a look at our reading, Julie, for this is for the podcast, the Rich Rich podcast. So it's not for Julie personally. It's actually for the biz, for, for the podcast as an entity. It's not even for the rest of your business, Julie. It's only around the podcast. Okay. So we have first up that was is there is the high priestess. And of course, this matches the 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 podcast because this really is the essence of the podcast here. This card, Absolutely. the high priestess. So yeah, mystical, intuitive, going down into the the the, the interesting stuff, um, the shadows, our higher self. It's all all mist up here. In this all room. the mystical and magical. And- yeah, I love the high priestess. So as soon as we get that, you know, out of all the cards that are here, <laughs> and there's yeah, a lot exactly. of them. Of course, you get the one that's exactly what the podcast is is yes. going to be about in terms of subject matter and everything. So yeah. that comes there. Also, that like yes, it's all the magical, but it's it's going to be focused on women rising unapologetically as yeah, well. Yeah, high priestesses, very powerful. Yeah, our oracles, our high priestesses. I love the high priestesses because, you know, back in the olden days, that's where men of power actually went to their oracle, which were often the women. The women, yeah. Yeah. And actually Um, on my altar right now, I've got the high priestess sitting Mm -hmm. (laughs) there. I love it because my um, high priestess slash goddess is going to be the emblem for one of my programs as well, the client attraction mystics. And I yeah, yeah got excited because I created my high priestess. I saw program. that. It looks fabulous. Yeah. So my designer is going to get to work on that one and create some magic stuff. So what we also have here is, um, now this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Our high priestess is crossed with the queen of swords. Oh, queen. So our swords. Remember, we're looking at our elements. Of course, we're looking at our queen as well. So we, with these court cards, we're looking at our kings, our queen, our um, knight, and our page. And each of one of those um, those court cards contains an energy. So our king is very dynamic and authoritarian, and a lot of stability to it, like built stability. Our queen is. Um, uh, more loyal, uh, even softer to some degree, and stable as well. Our knight, and you have no knights in this one, you've got really good stable energy here. You've got queen and two kings. So there's going to be a lot of stability around this podcast for stuff. Nice. Sort of creative, 
as well with our kings. You know, they create dynamic empires, you know, as such. Oh, there's definitely going to be that. And, yeah. and, and swords is communication because it's yes. the air element. So I see yeah. that. So you have your queen of swords with is our air element. Yes. So you don't have any knights. So if anyone ends up with knights, it means that your energy is going to be very up and down. And knight is very variable energy mm -hmm. and you have no knights. So, I mean, there's a good sense of stability here for this podcast, which is good. I mean, you're only just starting it and going to build it. But the fact we have some, lots of king energy and some queen energy as well is looking really, really good for the building of this podcast and the stability of it for the future as well, which is great. And if anyone ended up with pages as well, which we have no pages in here, but again, pages is just really beginning energy as well. You have no pages here. So even this is great. It's great. So the Queen, of course, being Queen of Swords, she's very much about um, yeah, communication. She's also about the intellect and logic thinking as well. And so the reason that she crosses the high priestess is that you'll need to make sure at times that you balance your high priestess with your queen of intellect as well. That makes sense. Yeah, because I know, Julie, that you tend to love really intuitive and all that, but the queen of swords she's more logical as well so yeah one of the biggest challenges for you and, and your task with this podcast is to actually put logic and structure and things like that and of course it's it, it means communication as well because that's what you're doing to our high priestess energy of the podcast and yes. then you will have a podcast that will do its thing yes love it and i know as soon as you said logic i thought okay <laughs> oh, I'm notorious for not being structured and I know I need it I'll get yeah well the queen of swords asks um you don't have to have a lot of structure because you don't have any pentacles here mm -hmm. you've got a king and a queen of swords here but they are thinking more from the intellect rather than the heart so when we look at our swords, it's often coming more from the intellect rather than the heart. So, Julie, you need to put your business mind on for the podcast. And it would be very important to have that business mind. And, you know, I would say things like who will your guests be, all sorts of stuff mm -hmm. like that must be matched with not only your high priestess um, energy, but also that business mind of the Queen of Swords coming through with this podcast. And your biggest challenge for this podcast to begin with will be to switch on the business mind and make business decisions in around you know the podcast in comparison to where you just want to go with it yeah and actually I'm feeling that I'm doing that in the way when it comes to who are my guests going yeah. to be yep um I'm pretty clear about that yeah cool because I'm on a mission. Mm. I'm very much on a mission. Um, I'm not saying we have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have the five of wands here as well. Now, this particular uh, card is in the place of the core energy that's underneath everything, so it's harder to see. Mm -hmm. um, it's not an obvious energy, so it won't be always obviously obvious to you. The five of wands is very much about slaying the dragons <laughs> and and being up for that battle. I am. I'm up for it. I have a mission. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, wands is a very, is the fire card. So it's a very, you know, purposeful, creative energy. It's a big movement energy as well. Yeah. Any dragons that you have, you know, the challenges and all that, you will be up to slay those dragons. Yes. Yes. So I, I quite it. like the five. You know, five of wands is pretty cool. Like five sometimes indicates struggle. But mm. being in a place of struggle doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. It's a place yeah. most of us will always experience certain struggles at certain points in our businesses and in our lives, of course. So the five tells us that you're actually going to, you're going to battle that dragon. Yeah. 
and but you're up for it. It's, it's oh, not I'm, like I'm yeah, so up for it. Yeah, so that's really really cool. Now, I kind of thrive next... on it sometimes. My warrior woman. <laughs> um, be nice, have not have to be the warrior woman all the time. But oh, it's exactly. In powerful. my mind, I was saying, but you know, I, I, you know, it's funny because I have to be able to step out of her because she can take over so easily, yeah. and I'm very conscious of that. Yeah, I, I have it too. My yeah. yeah um seven of cups so great so what we have here in terms of the forthcoming influences so this is more in your near near future so what's coming in the near future for this podcast like what is the energies that it has to work with or the situations that might be coming through mm -hmm. and this is usually within you know a couple of weeks at most um a couple of months at most so one to two okay. months or a couple of weeks so it is the closest energy that's going to be coming in for this podcast seven of wands you will have it's pretty much um with the sevens is pretty much there will be a lot of avenues for you to take and it may come down to you know subjects guests but it's almost like anything that you want to ask for uh use this time over the next couple of weeks a couple of months to really reach out ask for the guests you want or the help you want or whatever it is that this podcast wants and needs for its future direction. So with the seven of cups, also you're tapping into your heart here, what you know is the right yeah. thing. So, yeah, we have to match our heart, heart energy with our logic energy of our Queen of Swords. And Queen of Swords is really asking to be seen and heard with this podcast. So that's the business mind coming through. Yeah, And then the seven of, of cups allows us to say there's a lot of opportunities out there for me with this podcast. Now let me decide which ones I'm going to ask for mm -hmm. and call in. So you need to use this energy coming up to, to work with that. That's a good energy for you. I'm actually already there because, you know, I'm that multi-creative person, which means I also have multi-ideas. And then I thought, well, it's going to be based around the rich witch, you know, the high stress mm. energy. However, there are things that I see that come into that about women rising unapologetically and patriarchy and all of that that I can put into little series uh -huh. in between. Yeah, cool. Working. Yeah, you're onto it. So use this energy wisely for that moving ahead with it. So it's a good sign there. One thing I do with my business card readings is I look at the market or your potential clients. Of course, for the podcast, it's the listeners. Mm -hmm. And this is really interesting because one card, when I look at this, one card will tell me what it is that... <clears throat> they want to that they feel that they're getting from you right now so when you look at rich witch and uh, as a podcast and then also what they need to get from you as well mm -hmm. so you can start to see this is what they want and this is what they need yes 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 and anyone who works with me will understand the difference between want a need with your market. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah, and even there I'm feeling pretty on par with it. They want yeah. all the, they want the, the fluffy stuff, which I'm not actually a fluffy person, but we'll bring in the magic, but there's going to be some right. hardcore strength. Oh, my God. Wait till you see the cards, Julie, from what you've just said. Okay, what they want. So what they're thinking that they want, you know, this is yeah. this this is them and they're obviously I'm gonna to listen to Rich Watch podcast. This is the stuff I want. It's the stuff. Oh. So they want that magic, that hope, that optimism, all that, you know, stuff that makes them feel good and have hope for for themselves as as women rising and um, you know, all this stuff coming through. Yes. So you were on to it. I know what they want. It's the star's not, you know, fluffy as such, but it's definitely, you know, on subject matter as such. Oh, as yeah. It's probably expecting. Yeah. 
I love the star. I love it. Oh, definitely. So what's the what's the bit that's going to actually move them to where they need to be? So that's our next card. The Emperor. Oh my God. And I was going to say real and raw conversation. So yeah. Yeah. So the Emperor is, you know, he's that real, I'm building empires here. I'm taking over the world. I'm um he's he knows what it is he wants to build and give to the world. And I think from reading that, they will be led by you and this podcast, Julie, to the conversations that, as you pointed out, that are going to be perhaps rawer and deeper than what they think that they want in terms of magic. Yes, absolutely. And it's going to be a nice balance of, coming from the feminine and the masculine mm. the 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 magical witch and the lilith witch empress mm. <laughs> queen high priestess the good yeah. thing about the emperor too being there is when you create this podcast and you create what it is that they actually want and that they and where you're actually leading them to where they need as well this mm. podcast will go big because you've got the emperor there yeah. so your audience will actually help build this podcast Lovely. it'll go bigger and bigger and bigger because the listeners will will expand this podcast for you too yes do you know I was um, just having some insight with that last night when I couldn't sleep and, and I just had this vision where it's going to really touch a lot of women and it, I feel like it's going to fly because of the subject matter or the topics um, and it will be a beautiful blend of the magical Mm. You know, spells and rituals and the wheel of the year, but it's also going to be real and raw conversations around topics that a lot of people, they have thoughts and feelings about, but they're not always open to speaking. And I'm unapologetic, so I will be speaking. And I've already got some women lined up that are open to speaking out loud so and they're not going to be um they're going to be fire and passionate not angry mm. I can get anger come up but that's okay it'll yeah. be passionate <laughs> not negative it'll embolden people inspire them sorry I'm getting carried away and excited here <laughs> Well, there's a lot of boldness about this. We have our Queen of Swords who is quite calculated, you know, and she's bold in that calculated. Yeah. We have our Seven of Cups, you know, like ask and look and, and the opportunities will come. So that's good too. There's a boldness. There's some magic around the star, but there's just that unapologetic boldness about an emperor. You know, they build. Oh, emperor. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and there's a strong energy around the emperor. And I know some people think, oh, it's so very masculine, but I love it when women come in with that powerful energy and they combine that with their feminine as well. It works really well. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I am in my life mastering. Hmm. Um, and that's where my beautiful Libra comes into with the diplomacy of it. Oh, what have we got? Oh, the chariot. So this one's in your hopes and fears. So in the hopes and fears place, when I look at businesses, this is often where we'll find ourselves sabotaging happening with our businesses because often what we hope for in some way, we're going to fear it. So we'll <laughs> work out ways to sabotage us. So, for example, I work with a lot of coaches and change makers who think they want to go out and change the world. But when they also realise the amount of visibility that comes with that, the minute they start to escalate, they'll often pull themselves back. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not afraid of that. But I also think it starts with coming from in and that way we can then move out so you have the chariot there as i said in the hopes and fears section 
So let's have a little look at the hair chariot. You want this thing to fly. <laughs> of I course, do. I think we all do. I can't wait for it. Uh, and it, it's like giving it movement and, and just letting it go off on its own catapult with the chariot as well. So there's a lot of good movement with the chariot happening as well. However, with the chariot, with that movement, you must um, – You've got the two horses in all the chariot cards. So what happens with the chariot energy is that it can be very easily disrupted. So mm -hmm. you've got to make sure that everything stays online, on track, on focus, because the one thing, you know, can take you off in different directions because the black horse wants to go one way and the white horse wants to go the other way. And I think in some, it, it's two lions sitting at this thing in some chariot cards, but in mine, it's the it horses. Is, yeah. yeah. And, the black horse wants to pull one way, the white horse wants to pull the other. And the thing about you, Julie, as the director of this podcast, the the one behind it, is you've got to keep those horses on the one track because if they go one way or the other, they'll pull your chariot apart. So it's almost like uncover, you know, do you've probably done all the work and it's interesting, but just have a look and just see, okay, what am I a little bit worried about with the forward movement? of this am i a bit worried that i won't be able to focus it as much as i want to and move it you know just have a look to see what there might be um yeah a chariot can sometimes be a runaway train if it's out of control yes i think for me yeah it is about staying on focus it's not that i fear it i'm just very conscious of what i'm like because I get excited and I can start going down different paths. But I, yes. and so that's why I've decided like it's mm. the Rich Witch podcast, but Rich Witch is about living a rich life, a magical life. But I can bring in other elements that I'm passionate about. That It's not just about me. It's about the collective of women and yeah, keeping it on track. So I think that's why the series, the mini series in between are going to be good. So I'm not mm. going all over the place, which I can tend to do. I'll, yep. I'll bring it in with that bit of structure. Yes. And often people who are prone to um, being very creative and therefore going down different places all the time, um, their creativity and their, you know, needing to go places all the time can sometimes be the thing that they worry about as well. You know, it, it's I want to explore all this stuff, but I worry because it will take it all off focus. So the chariot is sitting there in that hopes and fears, and it is just something to be managed. But I'm pretty sure that you know how to manage it, and, and I know that you do. However, it's just an interesting reminder there, just saying mm -hmm. if there's one way you're going to self-sabotage yourself, it's around this arena. Yeah, and and it's good. I love it when these things came come up because then it's as we said, it's about awareness, how we can work with it, and this is this is a reminder for me. I'm very aware of what I'm yeah. like, yeah. so it's great to have yeah. it. And I know you are. Yeah. So that chariot sitting there is like, and you know the knee. To be focused can sometimes be that we what we fear as well because if you're someone who loves all exploring whole different things, this idea of oh, I've got to focus can be sometimes quite something that they fear as well, even though it's the thing that's probably going to catapult stuff for you. There's this fear of staying in one lane only as well. So all these are the type of things that can come up when you see the chariot as you are for the podcast in this position. This is perfect, actually, and what you just said, um, because one of the things, like, I know how much, and this is good for our listeners too, by the way, I know how much I need structure, yet there is an underlying fear where structure can hold me back. And so I've had to work with this for mm. a very, very long time where um embracing it I can't have too much because I feel like I'm in jail 
and I fear being in jail. I love freedom yep. is my core word. Um, so, but it's good. And as you said, because when we come into that, we can then be propelled and fly. So it's mm. again, it's having the balance, isn't it? Yes, and that's what you know, a well worked carriage being pulled by two beautifully well-trained horses aligned with each other does. Yes. But when like we've got two horses. Venus. Yeah, we've got two horses that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can see how they pull the chariot apart and pull it up front. So yeah. I always look with the chariot. I'm looking for two beautifully well-balanced horses that are moving in unison together. And then a lot of that's got to do with the driver as well, keeping those. I know all this because I'm a horse person. So a lot of it's got to do yeah, with the absolutely. Keeping those horses in unison as well and 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 well worked and and well balanced and muscled and everything to show his chariot chariot, you know, and propel the chariot forward. So that's what I love about the chariot. There is a sense of you being the the force behind those horses and making sure that they are in alignment and working forward to where you want it to take you to. Yeah, and we don't want it too, um, like I'm just thinking too, I just had a, a vision, you probably saw me go all daisy then because it was like, you know, some sometimes when there's too much structure, it's fucking boring. So it's just got to. I agree. I don't have too much structure to my business either, but I know what I need to make sure yes. is working well. And you're so um, good. <laughs> well, I need my freedom too, like you. I have to be outside with my horses every day. If I sat down and did a nine-to-five job, I'd die inside. So, Me too. Um, yeah, and so I didn't go on to my entrepreneurial journey to, to, to replicate what I would be if I was working for someone else. It's it's my journey, my freedom. and So I have some discipline each day. Yeah, I have the discipline each day, and but you know, and my unicorns are a bit far away. So, and at the moment, I see them every second day. So that takes up half a day. Mm. But I'm okay. Like that. That's fantastic because I'm choosing that. Yeah, and I'm a night dweller, so I'm a little bit more active. <laughs> and the moon <laughs> i used to be a big night dweller but i've actually found that i've been getting up earlier these days and actually quite loving it to be honest because i spend a lot of a lot of the morning just on my mystical and witchy practices in the morning and it gives me that time because everyone leaves the house at night time they're all here so i've found that i've really carved out that morning time for doing my mystical witchy practice and i love it um the moon is your final card here that we're going to look at uh, and I know the moon is your favourite yeah. as well. She and is. she is there as kind of the forecast energy that you'll be uh, experiencing and working with and will affecting this podcast over the six months to 12 months. So what you're all building here is moving towards this moon energy. And when you think of the moon, and this again is a major arcana card. So again, we look at the moon and it's very much like, you know, there's sun card and there's a moon card. And if you look at those archetypal energies of moon and sun, so sun in comparison to moon. So when you think of moon, Julie, for your podcast, what do you feel? What do you receive? What are you getting? Well, just thinking like because the moon is, well, is associated to the element of water. She's a strong feminine essence and she's about feelings and ice and healing very much about healing and so the words that are coming to me then are like healing the sacred feminine mm -hmm. okay you know, healing and her going through her different phases and right now what I'm feeling is that you know we've got all this cosmic feminine essence and energy coming in and we've had patriarchy and religions knowing that we've been rising as women so they're fighting back well now my podcast the rich rich podcast is going to help women to continue to rise in their sacred femme and it's not about not acknowledging the masculine because we all have it it's the balance and um 
you know, lots of things have come to my attention. I'm going off track here, but we will do podcasts about this. And I'd love you to be involved in it too, Vanessa, because you and I have similar thoughts. But yes, yeah, so the moon really honoring the sacred femme and seeing her rise and be in her full bloom. So there's the future for your podcast over the next mm -hmm. six to 12 months. Exactly what you said, because the moon is very much that sacred feminine with the cards. I would also say, you know, you work with the moon, so it makes sense that you'll also understand the cycles of your podcast as well, and it will go through the cycles like the moon mm -hmm. does as well. And I think that's really important to understand. I would work a lot with the moon and attune it to my podcast just because the moon is there. Mm, mm. I'm not taking some of the more traditional meaning of the moon. I'm not even going to bring it in because I don't think it's relevant to no. this reading right now. I feel that is more about rising, the podcast rising in sacred feminine energy, that, that goddess moon energy that's all coming through with it. To me, that's what it is about. And also, I believe, as I mentioned, I think you will understand the cycles of your podcast that it will go through through it'll be the, the faces of the moon so there's a business reading on the entity of the rich witch podcast and to me i actually feel that it's looking very 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 positive for you and for this for this podcast for its future and i think knowing that you are going to be rising that moon energy that that sacred feminine energy out there in the world with this um, I just think it's wonderful. So I love your reading. I love the cards. That, when I saw them, I turned them all over. I thought, oh, yeah, this is looking bad. <laughs> oh, look, I love them too. They feel quite powerful. They feel me. They feel my podcast. And I have to say thank you so much because I actually didn't expect to have a podcast reading. And it's excited me because, you know, for the, like, I as a child, I didn't have much of a voice. I had one, but it was often shut down and nobody can shut me down now. So the podcast no. is really awesome because I can speak and we yeah, all have a podcast. Voice. Yeah, it's <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> so um, thank you. That, that was freaking awesome. So what I want to ask you is that... Um, how can how do you like we know that you do use the um tarot readings in your business coaching mm. um so can you just share how people can work with the tarot with you um like is it one-on-one -on -one? is it in group are you still teaching um tarot for business uh so when I work with private clients, when I work with private clients, I'll always get a business reading as part of working with it because I want to see where their where their business is at for starters. It's usually at the beginning, um, and then what energies are coming for it, so that I'm pre warned, so that I can actually help craft their business to rise rather than be you know blocked down by challenges and that that we didn't know or didn't expect. So it gives me forewarning. So when you work with me privately on your own business, obviously that's part of it. We don't pull them out every session. It's not how I no, work. No, no. I'm very much a strategist as well. Um, however, we do go there. If anyone does want just their own private business reading, and uh, they're usually about an hour that I do them for, um, they're $170. And you can just come and we can just work through it. I actually read less cards for you, Julie, today because we're on the podcast and what I would in sure. a full reading. Sure. So anyone can come and actually just have a one-to-one -one reading on their business. I do do quite a few of them because people just want to know where they're at. With their exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to sign up with me to get that done, meaning you don't have to come into one of my um, programs or working with me one-to-one -to, -one to build your business, but you might want a reading. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of readings for, yeah, big big names and all that because they just want this bit. They just want the forewarning yep. of it. Uh, so they're the two ways that, you know, you, you can do this business reading. In terms of me teaching the tarot, look, every now and then, maybe once a year, I decide to run the classes for around six weeks of teaching the tarot. And you're really going to just learn what I've been describing today, working with 
the archetypes, the elements, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the energies yeah, of, you know, page, knight, king, queen, and then also the numerology as well. So you learn to pace your way through then. And then you read like I do. There's no guidebook inside. I, don't, I haven't used one forever in a day. Like I don't need yeah. to. I don't want to flip out a book and go, what's the Knight of Cups, and then read someone's definition and that. That's not me. But as witches, not real. we work with energy. We work with archetype, you know, gods and goddesses. And I love the tarot deck because I actually does think it's very god and goddessy at time as well. We have our moons. We have our suns. We have our high priestesses. We have our empresses and our emperors and you name it. It's all in there. I love it. It is. It is. I love it. I love it. Mm. And then you'll all be very proficient. Well, not all of you, of course, but some of you will be very proficient at working with the elements as well. So tarot card reading, when you really tap into that, becomes the magic it's meant to be rather than these set strict rules that the guidebook tells you or I must memorise as much as possible for each of these cards mm -hmm. and people find it very challenging. And I think that's why a lot of people love to have their cards read because because they can't learn them themselves because they get stuck into that again what we've been talking about too much system and structure so you can see i've added a system and structure but it's a mystical magical one and then that allows me and you today i gave you the freedom today to say what does the moon mean for you julie because that's what you're calling in yes absolutely and how perfect it it's like honestly i'm kind of bubbling inside with excitement and what we'll do is put Vanessa's details in the show notes so that you can connect in with her. On Facebook, your group, Vanessa, perhaps share that now or where you would prefer them to, to go to. But we will put all the details in the show notes. But if you want to, if you want to share that right now, please go ahead. I'm most active on Facebook for anyone who's a Facebooker. So you can just connect with my um, professional profile and cousin just hang out with me and you'll see horses, kangaroos and everything else and <laughs> some cool. of my mystical stuff as well. And then in my Facebook group, Coaches, Changemakers, Step Into the Spotlight. If you ask to come into that group, please just put that you um, connected to Julie or you heard us on the podcast and we'll let you straight in. Um Yes. We don't let everyone into my group. It's a fairly large group and I'm actually trying for it not to get any bigger um, yeah. and, and really, really filtering through the right people. But if you're listening to this, you will be the right people. Absolutely. So just put a notice there that, I've, that you heard us on Julie's Rich Witch podcast and my team will just let you straight in. You can hang out there in the Facebook group with us as well. It's not all mystical stuff or tarot. It's very much about developing um your radiance so that you very, very easily bring in clientele with you without having to go down that line of all that hustle and chasing, which I just can't stand it. I can't oh, no. stand that whole different um, story. But that's, that's <laughs> another fabulous ranty conversation. <laughs> that is a rant when I talk, think about the oh. coaching and change makers industry being taken over by my marketers. But yeah, another rant. Um, so you can come in there and, and you know, we, we really just talk all about that, um, mm. you know, rising your business. Yeah, it's more business. So they're my, yeah, they're my main two places. I'm not overly active on any other social media. Um, I prefer to be a Facebooker. It's just where I like to hang out. Well, we've so. both been there for quite a long time, so we're quite established on Facebook, which is mm. thing because of the time that we've spent there. So, and of course, you can connect in with me either personally with Julie Nelson or my Rich Witch group. And, oh, man, that was just so good, Vanessa. Thank you. And um, we will talk again on the Rich Witch podcast. Who knows what might come up? <laughs> but it's going to oh, be fun. So many things. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so thank you for joining us. Thank you to our listeners. And, you know, you can comment and ask questions or follow us. And, yeah, this is pretty awesome. I'm excited. I'm so fucking excited about that. Oh, your podcast. Yeah, your podcast. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Okay, so. I know you so well, too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to say bye for now and we will see you in the next episode. Bye, Rich Witches. There is something so evocative about the power and pleasure of scent and what it conjures from within us. Mother Earth speaks to you through her flowers and trees, herbs and fruits. You feel a deep connection rising from within you when you are tuned into her magic. You've experienced her enchantment and now you're ready to be inspired by the fragrant oracle. These cards carry the essence of woman, of the world, both ancient and modern, witches, priestesses, goddesses, the essence of you. As I introduce you to each of these cards, think of them as your companion to rising unapologetically in your divine feminine essence to support you in creating magic in your life. Unleash your goddess essence and weave your magic. The Fragrant Oracle is a set of divination cards featuring 44 essential oils. Exotic plants and flowers are represented in images that evoke and assist you to tap into their deep enchanting meanings. These luscious oracle cards are inspired by my passion for botanical perfumery and magic. And while you can use them in tandem with essential oils, this isn't necessary, which means they're perfect for people who are sensitive to scents. Through the cards, you can access all the pleasure and power of these 44 essential oils and their magical archetypal energies. Each card has key associations for accessing, conjuring and affirming qualities reflected in you. How to use each card and the beautiful fragrant essence they symbolize. Hold them in your hand, hold them close to your heart and ask for the essence that will support you throughout your day or week. Trust what comes, tap into the magical messages that are gifted to you. You can pick up to three cards daily, weekly, monthly. And together, these create a blend which helps you to tap into the essence of your signature scent. Create a sacred space, enjoy some background music, light some candles and sit with your chosen cards. Write any words, thoughts or feelings that come up for you. Within these musings is a beautiful message for you to embrace. If you have your own collection of essential oils, use these cards to assist you in creating a beautiful scented blend to support you to manifest your desires. Today's scented goddess is a sublime, magnetic aroma. She moves with heavenly forces to invoke the grace of the goddess, serving as a channel for spiritual inspiration. A truly enchanting and evocative scent that arouses the soul from deep within. Baronia. I am here to gently awaken your spirit and deepen your connection to self, encouraging you to accept 
and evoke your gifts of imagination, patience and endurance. When necessary, be bold and impassioned when facing difficult times. Hear my whispers and know that all is working in your favour. It is time to trust your own evolution. Trust your intuition and allow yourself to be in flow with all that is. Try these empowering affirmations to invoke your true goddess energy. I am centered and calm. I am resilient. I am open to receiving opportunities for my highest good and the good of all. I am prosperous. I am bold. To purchase your luscious fragrant oracle deck, I've included the link below in the comments section. And always feel free to ask me any questions. May you always be in magical, centered bliss.